Welcome back for another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. Joe, uh, another week of high school action, a lighter week than usual, a bunch of the conferences making this their bye week, uh, allowing us to feature a, a game that we probably... Wouldn't have spoken too much about, but we're going to lead off with Southern Guilford at Western Guilford. Yeah, Western Guilford off to a three and one start, their best since the 2007 season when they went seven and six. Coincidentally, that's the last time that they won a playoff game. Uh, the coach back then was Chris Causey. He's the athletics director now, uh, an alumnus. Uh, Brian Terwilliger coaching Western Guilford and seems to have things trending in the right direction there. We'll have a feature on the Hornets uh, on our website, hsextra.com, on Thursday. We'll have it in print on Friday to set up this game. This is kind of a crossroads game for both of these teams. If Western Guilford wins this one, there's a really good chance with a game at, at struggling Graham next week that they're going to be 5-1 and one going into conference play. Now, the Piedmont Triad 3A Conference with Dudley, Mount Tabor, Parkland, Southwest Guilford, and Smith is is a grind, so I could see maybe one, maybe two wins out of that. Uh, but, you know, five and one going into that would be huge for the program, huge for the school. They've had an uptick in their athletics programs the last couple of years. Baseball had a really good run last year. Volleyball was unbeaten going into the state playoffs. You know, things are definitely trending upward for Western Guilford, and this is a game that's important for them. This is a game where uh, the expectations are starting to be there a little bit for the Hornets, and it's whether they can live up to it. And Southern Guilford, they've been a little bit up and down, 2-2 two and two this season. Uh, Miles Crisp, a quarterback, has been their playmaker. Uh, Coach Jason Bradley trying to get things there back to the, where they were when Daryl Brown, who's now at Grimsley, was the coach. Uh, this is a big game for them as they head toward uh, Mid-Piedmont, uh, triad, Mid-Piedmont 3A Conference play, which is coming up soon for them. Those are two conferences that aren't off this week. But this is a big game. Uh, Western Guilford's going to have a good crowd out there. And this is a game, if you're in Greensboro this weekend, you want to go check one out, this might not be a bad game. Uh, Joe, you and I have spoken, and I think that the, there have been rumblings around town from some people that, well, this might be a product of Western Guilford's schedule, but... Uh, and, and it's not like the coaching staff over there is running from that fact. However, there are plenty of college coaches that have made millions of dollars off of scheduling some crappy teams. Yeah, and the teams that, that Western has played to this point, their loss was to Northwest Guilford. They've beaten some teams that are, are not great teams, but those teams scheduled Western Guilford thinking, hey, that that's a game we can win. Well, this year, no, it isn't a game that they could win. And that's the first step when you're trying to get things turned back around again. You know, people forget that this was a historic historically great program until maybe 15, 20 years ago, winning state championships, contending. A lot changed in Guilford County when Northern Guilford came online, shifted some of the attendance zones. The two schools most affected by that, in my mind, Western Guilford and Northeast Guilford, both of which were were strong football programs and have struggled a bit since. But Western is definitely on the uptick as a program overall. The boys' soccer team is off to a really good start this year. Volleyball strong again. This is a good sign for the school and when the football program has turned things around and is going well, it pervades the rest of the, the school and the athletics program. Ask the people at Eastern Guilford a few years ago when they turned around. Ask the folks at Grimsley where that bandwagon is getting really crowded and with good reason, but similar situation for the Hornets. Joe, let's go ahead and turn our attention over to the top ten now. Uh, we'll start with number two, Reedsville, hosting number ten, Eastern Guilford. That's the game you'll be at. Yeah, uh, this is uh, the toughest team, I would say, that Reedsville has played up to this point. Uh, we were joking, only half-jokingly, 
only last week talking about whether Reedsville could shut out their regular season schedule. That did not happen. Uh, they give up six points to Rockingham County last week, but they have outscored their opponents 210-6. to Those opponents are 3-13, and so uh, it, there's been a little bit of struggle there, but there's no doubting the Rams and how good they are. Kyle Pinnock's 15 touchdown passes, just one interception. Uh, he's run for a couple touchdowns. He's he's a dual threat, but growing into his role as a passer, uh, I think without question the best receiving core in the area. They've got good running backs. They've got talent all over the field. This is a typical Reedsville team that, that has to be considered a favorite to win the 2A state championship. Easter Guilford going to be the toughest test they've had to this point. The Wildcats have kind of slid the last couple of weeks. A little bit of that is a product of who they played. They uh, had a tough loss to Grimsley. Grimsley really kind of beat up on them. And then last week, a game they thought they had a shot at, but Page beat them 33-14. So they're reeling a little bit, and this is a game that they want to they want to kind of bounce back a little bit. But, boy, going up to Reedsville Community Stadium is a tough place when you're trying to turn things back around. And uh, I like Reedsville to win this one pretty big. But I think Eastern Guilford will definitely put some points up on this one. Uh, moving on, next game, Dudley is at Southeast Guilford. This has become a bit of a rivalry over the years. Yeah, uh, the Dudley players I've talked to about various things, including their rivalry with Paige this season, uh, I asked a number of players, what game did you have circled on your calendar? And I thought they'd say Paige. And to a man, they said Southeast Guilford. The Falcons beat them during the regular season last year, ended their season in the playoffs. And uh, the word that uh, the Panthers kept using regarding this game was that they had business to take care of. So uh, that's the mindset they're going into with this game. Southeast Guilford is coming off of a, a loss where they got knocked around a little bit by a very good Grimsley team. Uh, they had some real struggles with uh, snapping the ball, long snaps by their centers. They had multiple players at that position during the course of the game. One thing that I'll be interested to see in this game is the quarterback situation for Southeast Guilford. Walter Kuhlenkamp started. He had, had some high throws in the game. They brought Jordan Farmer in in the fourth quarter, and that was when Southeast moved the ball a little bit. Uh, he's a sophomore, more of a dual-threat guy, a better runner probably than a passer. I'll be interested to see how much Kennedy Tinsley uses him on Friday night because he's a bit of a wild card. Uh, the advantage Dudley would have is if they've got film of last week's game, and I'm sure they do, they can look at what Southeast did in that fourth quarter. But uh, this will be interesting. Two very physical teams and teams that really get up for playing against each other. Definitely a game to watch. Uh, the biggest toss-up game we have, I would say, Ragsdale and Northeast Guilford. Uh, you and I both picked some pretty tight scores. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what to expect out of either team. Yeah, Ragsdale has been inconsistent, really up and down. Uh, they had a lot of trouble on special teams in a loss to Northern Guilford, snaps on punts, other factors. Then they come back last week on the road and they beat Southwest Guilford, which was a huge win. But a low-scoring game, a tight game, I, I expect we'll see that kind of game this week. Uh, Northeast Guilford under Earl Bates has not been a high-scoring team, but they've been stout on defense when they've been healthy. One edge maybe Northeast has in this one is they had last week off, so they've had a little time to prepare. I'm sure they thoroughly scouted that Ragsdale-Southwest game and got some idea of what they're going to face. But this is a game that can kind of set the tone, again, for both of these teams the rest of the way. Uh, Northeast had their week off early. Uh, The rest of the Mid-State 3A pretty much is off this week, and then they go into conference play. That's a bigger league, and Northeast would like to go into this with a win. Ragsdale still has a little bit of non-conference play before the Metro 4A, but when they get into that league, they're going to be dealing with Grimsley and Page. So a big game for both teams. Uh, And you mentioned Page.
Cage. They're at East Forsyth this week. That is going to be a very difficult ball game for Jared Rolfes' ball club. Yeah, the the one positive I see for Page is that they are coming off a win. Their first of the season. They went to Eastern Guilford and played well and beat Eastern Guilford uh, in Gibsonville. I think that was a little bit of a statement game for them that they're not going away. That you know. Page is not going to just roll over on people. And they had fought pretty hard in their three losses before that. But, uh, boy, going, going east for Scythe, going to the nest over in Kernersville is a big challenge. That's the uh, defending 4A champion they're going to be facing over there in Todd Willard's east for Scythe team. Uh, they are loaded on both sides of the ball, big, physical. Quarterback Ty Lyles has struggled a little bit this season. That, that's been kind of the, the, the wild card with them. He's thrown uh, not nearly as many touchdown passes last year and a bunch of interceptions. I think that's, if there's hope for Page, it's that maybe they can force him into, into forcing a few passes, maybe get a turnover or two. But if they do, they've got to capitalize. They can't afford to uh, waste any short fields they might get in this game. Or it could get ugly because the Seas for Sight team with Imani Marshall, Wake Forest commit, playing really well. Uh, they have been running wild on teams. And their strength up front is kind of where Page's weakness is. So that, that's another thing they've got to worry about. And Joe, the last game I want to touch on real quick, our number one team in the poll, Grimsley 4-0, is visiting Smith, a team whose only win is against Andrews. Uh, Grimsley just continues to to roll. Obviously, uh, need to find a way to get the ball in the air a little bit more. Yeah, that was an area where they, they were not terribly successful in the uh, 23-6 win over Southeast. A little bit of that by design. Uh, they controlled the game early, got up 10-0 pretty early, and could see that if they could just run the ball and not turn it over, not make mistakes, they didn't think that they would let their defense would let Southeast back into the game. The defense held up, and that didn't happen. But uh, Chris Ellis threw the ball well earlier in the year. He needs to take advantage of some of the targets he's got. Christian Tutu on the outside, Jaquavian Mayo, uh, a tight end who's been a factor already, Lawson Albright. They've got some weapons. If they're going to make a deep playoff run, they have to be a little bit more two-dimensional on offense. But I, I think they can do that. This is the kind of game where... They might, they might be able to get that passing game on track. Um, Smith has really struggled on both sides of the ball at times. They do have an experienced quarterback in Jordan Williams, but other than that Andrews win, which just really stunned me and I think surprised you a little bit too, they've really struggled, and uh, Grimsley is going to be a tough, a tough challenge for Smith, no question. Uh, they certainly will. That'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. For my partner Joe Serrera, I'm Spencer Turkin. We'll chat with you next week. Take care, everybody.